welcome to the Unfiltered Femme Podcast, your new world to get the lowdown on all things pleasure, sexuality, the mysterious female body, dating, relationships, and everything you need to know to step into your most unfiltered, unapologetic, empowered, and turned on self. I'm Steph Morris, a love, sex, and intimacy coach, and along with some incredibly fabulous guests, I'm here to spill the tea on those topics that are typically hush-hush, the juicy things that you want to know all about that have maybe been a little bit too shy to talk about. Think of me as your fearless guide and partner in crime, creating a space for the unfiltered, the raw, the authentic chats where nothing is off limits and there's no such thing as too much. The Unfiltered Femme podcast is all about breaking down those walls and celebrating what it means to be an unfiltered feminine being. I hope you're ready for a wild ride. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to this episode of the Unfiltered Femme podcast. I am so excited to be joined by Alicia May, who is an incredible, inspiring woman who left a six-figure banking job to create a seven-figure coaching business in only a few short years. She is the definition of a woman who's owning her power. She embodies her authenticity, embraces her bold, unique, and loud energy, and she is one of my best friends. In this episode, we dive into everything from overcoming childhood wounding to embracing the too muchness that allowed Alicia to create more success, moving from this cycle of hustle and burnout to flow. This is really an unfiltered episode, so let's dive in. Come on out, Alicia. How are you doing today? Hello, Stephanie. I am feeling all the feels today, especially being here with you. Thank you for asking me to come. And The Unfiltered Femme, the name of this podcast. I mean, I have not got a filter, so I'm definitely the right woman to be here with you. So we are going to be talking about all sorts in this episode, I'm sure. And I'm so excited for it. So if you're ready for the juice, if you're ready for me to spill the tea, then tune on in to us. So who am I? My name is Alicia May, and I am the founder of Budicea Rising. And that is my coaching business. I work with women and call myself a business and life revolutionary. So part of my mission is to be able to work with women so that they can convert their purpose into pleasure so that they can turn their magic into money and create incredible success without doing more. So something that I'm really passionate about in business, and I'll be honest, it was something that I used to have a problem with, is actually being able to create more from flow rather than force. So actually being able to make more money, lead your business, live your life and have this beautiful balance and harmony. And that's something that I've been able to really bring into my own life and business now and work with clients. And money is my jam. I actually always say that I am that triple threat, you know, like in musical theatre, a triple threat is someone that can sing and dance and act. Well, in the coaching industry, my dear sisters, I am the triple threat for money, mindset and metaphysics. And metaphysics meaning all your spiritual woo-woo, energetics, let's fucking go. So that is me. That is who I am, what I do and why I'm here with the amazing Steph. And I'm excited to jump into today's podcast. Yay. Thank you for sharing. And we love the the woo-woo, the spiritual, the taboo, all of the things that I think in modern day society, if we look outside our windows, most people are not really embracing or connected with, but here Mm -hmm. we love it all. So I'm excited to dive into this. And I'd love to start by you sharing a little bit around that journey from force to flow, because that's been such a huge part of your journey, especially over the last couple of years. So what does that mean? And what did that journey look like for you where you were living in that forceful state into Mm. your business and into this place of flow? Definitely. So 
I grew up with two brothers and a dad and of course my mum, but a very masculine household, right? So I've always been surrounded by men a lot at home. And then when I was at school and going through school, high school, uni, I always had more male friends than female friends, right? So I've been from an early age, very much exposed to masculine energy, quite a lot and surrounding myself with men. And coming into the workplace, I worked in banking, I had a finance career for 10 years. And it was really glorified hustle culture in that industry 100% there was kind of almost this celebration of you know it's it's about how much you can work and how much you can prove yourself and there's this real element every single year when we were sitting down to have that you know yearly bonus conversation and talk about your pay rises and stuff it was well have you gone above and beyond and above and beyond meaning not quality but really quantity right have you stayed until nine ten o'clock at night have you been in at 5am have you done all the work and shown up and done all the things and it was through all of that that I've really quite literally got myself to burnout right so in 2017 2018 I ended up taking a year out and I was signed off with stress depression anxiety and took some time off. And I remember that moment, Steph, when I had to take a step back from work and it felt like it all happened overnight. But when I look back now and I can look back now, you know, six years older and and look at the patterns and the things that happened, it had been building up and building up over time. And what had happened was I'd grown in my career. I'd come up to a senior leadership role, had quite a lot of responsibility. And my diary was stacked out with meetings. I was always in different places. I was sometimes meant to be in two places at once, lol. And basically my inbox was about to fall over. And I remember coming in in the morning, it was on a Tuesday, and I opened up my emails, finished the morning meeting, and it read like 3,500 unread emails. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Something's got to change. And I took myself to the toilet and I cried and I stayed in there for over an hour. And then one of my friends, Sharon, in fact, she's still a good friend of mine now. I lived with her recently. She came and knocked on the toilet door because we used to work together. And she was like, Alicia, are you okay? Because she was worried I'd been gone from my desk for so long. And I just said to her, I can't do this anymore. I said, I just can't cope. I don't know how to even begin to get through that workload. And when I told my boss, she was shook because I hadn't dropped the ball. Although the inbox was full, I was picking up stuff. I was doing it. I was a high performer. From the outside, I was showing up to all these calls with energy. I was like, yeah, everything's fine. But in the background, the cracks were appearing and it was really challenging. And from then on out, continued my career in banking. And in 2020, when I was really sick with COVID, came through a really serious episode, actually, of being in hospital, I kind of had this real moment, Steph, of like, do you know what, if I was to die tomorrow, as morbid as this sounds, would I actually be happy with my life? Yes or no? And it was that very frank moment where I met myself and was like, you're overworking, you're following someone else's dream. It's not meant to be like this. And that's when I started my business, the CMA Coaching, which is now Buddha Sea Rising. And that began in the November of 2020. But again, this hustle, this move from energy, 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 do, 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 do to that flow and ease. That wasn't something that naturally came when I started a business, right? You can imagine I kind of recreated almost my nine to five in my coaching business. I kind of thought that I had to coach Monday to Friday. And especially when I gave up my full-time job, oh, I have to replicate the hours and have a job and it's fun. And then, you know, I sit here three years later and it's a completely different story. So I think definitely some of those behaviors and habits, right? They came across, they came through into the doing more. And I certainly used to have an attachment, especially before I did more of this spiritual work and this work on my inner self around the attachment of the more that I do, the more I create. Yeah. So the more that I do, the more that I'm active, the more that I'm doing things. And that's been instilled in me from an early age. Like the more I studied, I got really good grades and I was in the top sets at school. I did really well. And there's almost this like achiever, good girl thing that's come through and it kind of came through into my business. And I just came to realize the more I learned about myself, my energy and 
saying, you know what, I don't want to be sitting at a laptop, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, every single day. I also learned that I was a projector in human design. If you don't know about human design, definitely take a look because it's very insightful for your business and just general life. And it was then that I realized I'm not lazy. Actually, I work best just doing a few hours here and there and taking a lot of space. And then when I started to work more with that stuff and, you know, having half days of calls, a couple of calls here and there, time off. It's like this morning, my first call wasn't before 11am. And that's my mornings every day, right? I won't take any calls before 11. And I normally have two half days off in the week, and I'll have my weekend and a Friday. So there's so much spaciousness, and it feels so good. So yeah, that's a little bit of a whistle stop tour from where I started to where I am now. And hopefully that gives you a good mm. flavor for where I've come through in business now. Mm, a delicious flavor. I'm thinking... I'm tasting vanilla in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) So many, thank you for sharing that. There are so many different threads and pieces that I want to touch on here. I'd love to ask, so obviously the culture, the environment, the industry that you're working in was very conducive to that hustle and burnout Mm -hmm. environment. Were there any patterns or conditioning or programming that you now have awareness of that you were living then? Like what made you say yes, take on more, not show that you were struggling, not ask for help, not say, hey, this is enough. What do you think was really going on that led to that? When you say that, two things instantly come through and I'm going to go to the deeper one second. So one of the things that comes through for me is that the more I was very ambitious and I still am, you know that about me in business, right? I'm very ambitious. I'm always going for something bigger and higher. And I love that. I really love that about me. And there was this need to almost prove myself, I think, right? Like the more I took on and showing that, yes, I'm going to be a yes man and I'm going to do this and do that, that it was showing that willingness. And it's no wonder, right? Like I went from being on £16,000 as a banking assistant in the banking hall to a senior level management which is eight steps up the ladder within the grading system in the banking on multi-six figures in the space of like nine years eight years and at the age of you know 29 I was then right so I'm young to be doing that and why did that happen I really do believe that because I just push 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 I did hustle my way to the top I'll be honest I was just promotion after promotion after promotion I didn't do one role longer than I think the longest role I did was a year year and a half but most of my roles were between six and nine months so there's that element Steph but then the deeper element that comes through for me and this actually came out of therapy right I'm happy to discuss this because you know I always say I'm I, I am vulnerable and I will all bear it all to my audience and to yours as well but what came through for me was growing up as a child I've got two brothers that are younger than me and they've both got disabilities and I remember from a very young age my mum saying things like we don't have to worry about Alicia she's okay and she's a good girl and there was a lot of this that came through and I would always kind of even as a young child keep myself to myself and if I was upset or if I had a problem I'd go and take myself away and be alone and I would mask over it or I'd be everything is okay because I knew the severity of what mum and dad were dealing with with my brothers were like hospital visits life-changing appointments things that were happening and I was old enough to be aware that it was okay to look after myself and keep myself in this bubble so that definitely has come through in so many areas of my life in my relationships in how I manage myself in my business right in my career in in all sorts of areas that's really come through because I've always had to be okay so I just have it's kind of come from definitely that in childhood and I did a lot of work through that through therapy and it was really healing to connect to that and realize but also to I guess in some ways as well in a weird way in the background like 
give my parents forgiveness for that because at the end of the day mums and dads anyone that's listening that's a parent will know this you're doing the best that you can with the resources you have available to you at the time right and my mum and dad they didn't have therapy they didn't know what they were doing they've never had disabled children before they've got no disabilities in their family elsewhere so they were navigating that at at that time and there's no resentment on my part for that and and kind of how things played out in childhood but it makes a lot of sense right it does make a lot of sense as to why my behaviors and habits lended that way because from a very early age and we know that a lot of our conditioning right and our beliefs does come from that really young age up to about seven when we're we're in our most impressionable years so yeah I think Steph that's that's the deeper (laughs) deeper part of where Mm. I come from we yeah. love the we love the depth there and thank you for sharing yeah. Alicia super yeah. powerful it always comes back to childhood yeah. even when we would love to say it doesn't it does we have to go there so thank you for sharing that yeah. and I'd love for you to touch on now that journey of moving from corporate banking into yeah. your business like what did that look like how was that and how did you navigate taking in that hustle that forced energy when you made that transition? Yeah, love this question. So, I mean, the thing with me generally in life is that the more aligned I've got, the more the universe has gone, go on then, go on. And that's exactly what happened. My business was doing pretty well, but I was pretty scared to go all in. I knew I wanted to really, but also, let's be honest, walking away from a six-figure salary, the bonuses, all the vibes, I was like, oh, can I, can't I, can I, can't I? And then guess what happened? The universe went, oh, you've been made redundant. So I didn't have a choice. I literally had three months of you either find a new job or you get out. And to start with, I'm going to be honest, I went into panic because I was like, oh my goodness, I've never worked for myself before. My mum and dad as well, this comes back to conditioning, they've both got their own businesses. And I drummed into me from an early age, never work for yourself, always work for someone else, money is not consistent and that you know I did come from a working class background right my mum and dad never had money and they still struggle now so there was this narrative playing out in my head I was scared but I lent into it because I thought you know what things are going pretty good and because it was redundancy they were giving me a payout right so I worked out that the payout would last about six months if worse comes to worse so I thought you know what this this is a golden goose opportunity this is the moment that the universe is going not only Alicia are we going to make you redundant and push you out the door we're also going to give you a paycheck that you can walk away with and if all else fails that's going to support you and then you can go and get another job it's fine right so that's how I landed into doing the full-time coaching and you know I'm very grateful for that because it definitely pushed my hand sooner than I would have done otherwise so I came into the coaching and I finished in the summer of last year in the bank so I actually got my redundancy notice you probably remember Steph actually it was like Jan Feb it was really early in the year last year but because I was in a leadership role I had to wait a bit longer to see my team off first and support them and then kind of go but the beauty of that was I was still getting paid and I wasn't having to go to work so I was like woohoo doing my coaching business I mean you, literally you couldn't make this shit up you're probably listening and thinking oh well this year if only it was this easy right so that's how things then progressed and then in the summer I walked out I literally skipped out of the bank there's a reel on my page if you find I, I literally are jumping out of the bank going goodbye bitches and off I went and came into the big world of work of my own business. And yeah, I mean, the first week or two, Steph, I remember, because back then I was in my hustle era of 15 one-to-one clients, right? So my diary was still pretty packed out, but there was still a lot of white space because I was used to, you know, being working seven to 10 hours a day. So I had gone from seven to 10 hours a day to maybe like four or five hours a day, five days a week. So I remember having these white patches and going for a swim and feeling a little bit guilty and thinking, do I need to be back by a certain time and I started to fill all those holes right that's where I ended up expanding my remit and taking on all those one-to-one clients and really feeling that 
pressure. I don't know where it even came from. Like my mum and dad didn't tell me I needed to do it. No one in business did. But I think because for so long, it's all that I knew, right? I was working Monday to Friday, all these hours. I'd come from such a high go, 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 go stress zone that coming into my business and having all this white space just felt so alien. So I recreated it. I did. I was taking on all the things, doing regular events, VIP days, like you name it. I was there. I was doing guest experts, like all of the things. And then at the end of that summer, of last year, I was exhausted. I got sick, actually. I was feeling quite sick. And I remember saying to my coach at the time, I adore my business. And I'm sure my clients wouldn't even think a thing of it. Because again, a bit like what happened in banking, still over delivering, results are happening, clients are getting results, they wouldn't even think that I was dropping the ball. But what I realized, Steph, was I was dropping it on myself. I was dropping it on myself. I wasn't exercising, I wasn't eating well, I wasn't sleeping well. I was letting go of all my needs in order to satisfy other people's. So again, as the universe often does, I had that recalibration, I had some people that were finishing contract with me, some people that fell away, things started to drop back down again. But I remember it was from that moment onwards I committed and I changed my structure in my business so I used to coach weekly and I moved it to integration weeks so I have three weeks on one off and wow the change that it made not only for my energy but also my clients so they've got the time in between sessions to integrate and implement was amazing so that's an example and then as that's evolved it's it's just continued to grow like I used to be in Voxer as well reactive and have all my notifications on whereas now I plug in just twice a day and I go in and do my little bit and then I'm out and then I'll be back in the next day. So I've become much more proactive than reactive now, right? I was living in a real reactive zone and had so much that was there that I was doing. And as I sit here now with you, I'll have my ebbs and flows. Like at the moment, I've just got back from Bali and I've had a big show on the weekend. So this weekend's a little heavier at the front this week, sorry. But the back end, it's it's gorgeous. I mean, I've got one 30 minute call tomorrow. I've got one VIP Thursday. I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I've got all this space and it just feels amazing because the one thing I've learned, Steph, about moving from flow and creating from pleasure, not pressure, is that when I have the time for me and I fill up my own cup first and I move in a way that feels so juicy and sensual and just pleasure for me I've got so much more to give to other people as well as myself right like I'm in my absolute best energy and it feels then like I'm limitless it feels then like I can take on the world in any way shape or form and it's been beautiful to witness how that transition into flow into ease has not just benefited my business but it's also shone the light to my clients and given them permission too that they get to do business their own way it's also improved my relationships my you know my, my own relationship with myself and everything outside of it so yeah that's that's been the journey mm, I love that and I really love what you said how you drop the ball on yourself to meet the needs of other people how many people can relate to that especially as women it's so common that we do that we stop prioritizing ourselves. We stop working out. We stop eating well. We stop, you know, doing the self-care, self-love, nourishing practices that we need. And from the outside, things can, can look so perfect. And then you reach this point of breakdown or things come crashing down and people are like, oh my gosh, but they seem so good. So it's a good reminder, one, that a lot of people experience this too, to make sure you check in on your friends and really have that vulnerable safe space for other people because it can be really hard when you've got this mask and this front on for so long to let people in and to say actually I, I am struggling so thank you for sharing that I want to ask you a question now because something you had shared about when you were in the hospital with COVID the question that you asked yourself if I died tomorrow would I be happy with my life 
how would you answer that question now? If you died tomorrow, would you be happy with, with your life? Would you have any regrets? Would there be any things that you would want to change or that you haven't done? I would say when I answered that question back then, I was 40% happy. If I answered it today, I'm about an 85. I'm, I've, I've drastically improved. There's still definitely some areas that I'm still working on myself, right? And that are kind of, you know, we're always a forever improvement, aren't we? But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely the answer is much stronger now. It really is. And I feel that as I get into this next year or two and I start to really balance out all the other areas of my life, it's going to feel good, Steph, because I think what I've nailed now is the career business aspect. Like that mm-hmm. feels really juicy that feels good I think the other areas that I need to nail outside of that so that I'm really living a life of true purpose and connection is my relationships be that romantic and friendships but also the way that I have the relationship I have with myself right because that's been an ongoing one that's been difficult and I'm talking more the physical one here right I'm not talking the um, mental ones the the energy and confidence is high but it's just yeah I've I've struggled for years I know you know this anyway because you're my friend but I've had various eating disorders over the years and things and you know it's one of the things where in my body I represent certain symptoms and things that have not been good through my stress recently, right? So I think there's just a few things I'd clean up, but it's definitely a much more positive answer than it was before. And the other thing I wanted to just mention, if you don't mind, it was when you were talking and sharing about the things I mentioned and how you dropped the ball what it felt like a lot of the time as well was Instagram versus reality. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm. so many people that wouldn't have known there really Mm. was. And that's, you know, to some extent it's not a problem because my life's private, right? I get to share what I do and I share and I get to keep what's for me. But at the same time, the thing that's worrying about that is that you can keep going and going and going and going like that till you fall over or until someone notices if you don't notice first. So I think that there were even times where I felt like an imposter, where I felt a bit like, you know, here I'm showing up to my business and my clients and I'm representing presenting one thing but in the background fuck me everything's falling over and I just don't know if I can cope anymore so I just wanted to Mm. raise that because I think sometimes it's very easy on social media to be like she's killing it look at this thing yes like let's fucking go but then actually behind closed doors you really truly never know what's going on for someone you don't Mm, thank you for sharing that I resonate so deeply and that's something that I really experienced this year and we'll get to this, we'll get to the current day because this year has been a wild ride for you, for I, and for so many people. Yeah. And I think we we need to dive into this, but I struggled this summer specifically when I was just being put through the absolute ringer by the, by the universe, by my life. And yeah, I was traveling. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, in Europe, I was in Ibiza, I was in Dubai and people were like, oh my God, it looks amazing. And I literally started to feel like, this isn't true. Like I'm actually experiencing some of the most challenging moments of my life. I have crazy also physical symptoms I was having, anxiety, and people are thinking that I'm on the beach in Greece, like living it up. This doesn't feel so good. So that's when I started to share. It's hard to find the balance though, between you want you don't want to be sharing from this unhealed from this wounded place but also wanting to share the realness of it's not all as it seems but this is the challenge when your business is run online like we do have to keep showing up and so finding that balance is or can be a challenge so thank you for touching on that and it's just it's always a good reminder for people to know everybody's dealing with something everyone is always going through something. And sometimes it's just not appropriate to be sharing the details of that on social media, but don't be mistaken that everybody's life is rosy apart from yours because (laughs) it ain't true. It is not true. So what I'd love to dive into now is something about your journey that I've really loved. So we met in a coaching 
container in a initial group coaching experience. I think it was actually the beginning of 2021. So like two and a half years ago, I was at the beginning of my journey. You have shared that that's where you were really starting to get your business going. And I remember just thinking, wow, she is just fucking epic. Like this woman is a ball of energy and so confident and so herself. And it was really cool to see. And what I loved to also see was the more that you embraced your true nature, your authentic essence, your loudness, your boldness, your like, hey bitches, it's Alicia. Welcome to this training. The more your business blew up. So I want to say this, and I don't mean this in, in an insulting way, but the more that you embrace your too muchness, your loudness, your boldness, the more you made... The more I made it. I remember literally saying to you, babes, I am too much. And I remember you being like, no, you're not. And that's a moment I actually spoke about it, funnily enough, on one of my masterclasses I did recently when I spoke about really embracing your true confidence and connecting to yourself. And I remember, you know, I referenced it and I said that my friend Steph said to me, you know, you're not too much. And I, mm. I referenced that this weekend, Steph, at the, the talk I was at. And it's true. Like the more that I have leaned into and owned the fact that I, I am who I am and yes you know I've got high energy and I'm connecting in this way it, it's been so powerful to actually step into the authentic me and be unapologetic totally something I remember as well that you once did I feel like this was a moment where you really embrace it you did this hilarious reel where you were in the shower and you flung back the the shower curtain and I think you even had a shower cap on and you were singing this was when uh, the time when reels were all the pointy and stuff but you just went there and I remember being like wow this is really cool and inspiring to see because you are bringing this new way of doing business and showing that we don't have to be in that box and show up in a certain way and even I've attended many of your trainings you literally like come on in like full entrance with music and it's just so cool to see because as women so many of us have been told that we're too much or we're not enough or we're too dramatic or we're too loud or we're supposed to fit into that nice little neat, pretty box. Mm -hmm. And you've been such a great example of, fuck that, I am me, take it or leave it. And also you have that evidence in business that the more yourself you are, the more people really resonate with that and are attracted to that energy. So what helped you really embrace that and step into that? Oh, do you know what? It was, I shouldn't have been waiting for someone else to give me permission, but like genuinely, you will not know how much you saying that to me that day changed everything. Like I just needed one fellow Pisces queen to say to me, Alicia, let's go. Let's, let's be the vibe. But no, all jokes aside, I've always known I've had it. Do you know what I mean? Like I have, and I think especially from, I'd say my teenage years, because in childhood, you know, what I described to you earlier with how things were at home, I was a bit more reserved and quiet and would keep myself to myself. But as I really stepped into who I was I guess as a teenager and I got you know involved with musical theatre you know running different groups like I'd even do things like me and my cousins we'd put on shows for nan and granddad on a weekend and we'd dress up and like I would direct them and would be the leading lady obviously so that's where it all kind of started to come out right it all started to come out through all these different places and spaces and then along the way when I then went into corporate I kind of minimized that personality side, but stepped into the leadership, right? Of like, this is what who I am and I want to be in management. I don't want to be the assistant anymore. I want to be big and bold. But in order to do that, I've got to be professional. And I remember when I had my role, this was my favorite role I ever had in the bank, actually. I was leading training. 
and working with the training department, I had to put on conferences, host trainings. And there was this one conference that we did yearly called the Legal Annual Conference. And I turned up to it for my talk in a unicorn onesie because I thought it would be funny to walk on stage in front of 300 people in a unicorn onesie. And from that moment onwards, they literally referred to me as the unicorn of training. And they would say, Alicia, you are quite literally a unicorn in a sea of black horses. And it's funny because Lloyd's is black horse, right? That's the name of the bank. But it's true. Like I was very standout, like, for, but for the right reasons, right? People were drawn to my energy in that sense. And it was very enlightening in the legal sector where everything is, bah, 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 and I'm like, woohoo, let's go training. It was really fun. So I brought some of that out in my career in the end, Steph. But coming into the business world, I think that there was this real difference between who I actually was versus how I thought I should be. And, you know, that apologizing, it's because in the past, I have quite literally been told, you know, whether that's been by ex-boyfriends or by my mum and dad or by other people like, quieten down, like tone it down, like lower your voice or like, don't be so bold or like, oh, you're a bit too much. Like, so I kind of be compensating, I guess, right. And apologizing. So now I'm just, yeah, I've kind of gone the opposite. It's quite funny, really. Like you've seen all the content from Ibiza. You were in Ibiza, in fact. I mean, the one from the year before when I was in my glitter suit on the bike, just going out across the ocean on the pedalo. There's absolutely no fucks given. There's none. Like I honestly adore what I do. Like on Sunday at the Om Yoga show, I went out on stage, babes, in a black and gold leotard with like crisscross front and back and was like, hi guys, barefoot on the stage. Like just living my best life. And that doesn't just look like what I wear, but honestly when you are in that energy, you do activate people. Like I had so many people that came up to me after that talk on Sunday that were just like, your energy is unreal. And I'm like, I'm not sitting there in the background going like this every day, going blah, 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 blah. yeah, let's, let's charge up all the neutrons and the energy. And blah. I'm not doing this and plugging myself into the wall. I am just <laughs> being me and me enabling myself to be me enables other people to be more them too, Steph. So true. And that energy, it comes from within and it is like a magnet for people. So when you're in that high vibe, authentic, just bold expression, people want to know what you're doing, what you're taking, like how you're embodying that energy and they want to be part of that world. I'd love to dive now into the energy piece, the feminine flow, because something else that I really love about your journey as a close friend, but as a as a lurker of your online presence, really seeing the shifts that you have embodied around, we're going to talk about feminine energy and flow, and then I want to dive into the theme of this year, the chaotic theme of 2023 so far. But you really have embodied this beautiful flowing feminine energy and I can see that you've embraced your softness like your whole presence has shifted the way that you show up in your programs has shifted because I have attended some of those this year and throughout your journey I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this and I'd love to also kind of dial it back to the beginning of this year when you joined me in Costa Rica at my wild and free retreat because I know that had an impact on your journey. So can you share a little bit around that? It was terrible. Don't go. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Do you know what? Genuinely speaking, that couldn't be more opposite from the truth because the truth is that was genuinely the start of everything, right? Like this year has been huge and I'll be honest, it's been some very big fuck ups, but there's also been huge, huge shifts in who I am, my identity as a leader, my business even rebranded, renamed, set itself into this new mission. And as you said, my leadership feels softer, like very powerful, but definitely softer. And just, you know, there's been this transition. So for me, 
it's one of them beautiful things where, as with business, right, I love a retreat. I literally go on three or four of them a year. I'm such a retreat junkie. And I was not going to turn down the opportunity to go to Stephanie's retreat because, A, she's my best friend. Secondly, it was Costa Rica. I'd not been there before. And finally, all the work that Steph does is the stuff that I tend to run away from. <laughs> so I was like, well, better go on that. That's going to be fun. And honestly, it was so, so powerful. I love how you themed all the different days, connecting to the wild woman, the sensual woman, the nourished woman, the queen, like the different energies and the connections. And it was just so powerful for me, like to be as well at a retreat as Alicia and not the coach was awesome because I'd had experiences in the year before of going to events and retreats where I would be approached all the time and ask questions and kind of almost feel like I'm working when I'm not meant to be working. It kind of really defeats the object of going on a retreat as an attendee. So I went on this retreat, met loads of incredible like-minded women. And there was a few of the practices in particular that were very eye-opening, a little uncomfortable for me at times, like especially some of that feminine embodiment work and the eye gazing and, you know, dancing for each other. I won't go into too much here, guys, because I want to spoiler alert. But it was amazing to meet myself there. And I didn't realise, A, how healing it would be for me and my body. Like, you know this as well, Steph, because you were in Ibiza with me. But this summer when I was in Ibiza compared to last summer, there's not a huge difference in my body. I'll be honest, there isn't really physically, but I was so much more confident in my body. I was so like electric, like I was magnetizing people to me quite fucking literally. And I was just in this energy of, I love my body, I love me, I love everything about me. I felt so good. And I attribute a lot of that down to the work that we did in the retreat. So this connection to myself was really powerful. And then there's a profound moment that happened. And I think it's important to mention this because it's where the, the business stuff changed for me, where we were being guided through a breathwork session. And I saw myself leave my body. And I went around each woman in the circle and said, I am the light, I am the light, I am the light. And I came back down. And the message I got was that that is my highest self. And I was in gold, I had kind of like this white gold aura around me. And the message was that's the highest version of you. Now, as we fast forward the clock a little, bit to May, I attended a retreat in Scotland, with my own coach Hayley. And I dressed for the day that we came on the first day in like a champagne gold colored silk blouse and matching pleated skirt, maxi skirt long to the floor, heels and had my little journal hair curled much like it is today. And I had the top room in the castle, it was a castle, right? So I was top room castle joked about it about being a queen. And I sorted all my stuff out and then got ready to come downstairs and meet all the other women. And it was one of them spiral staircases left my stuff started to walk down the stairs and I got about a third of the way down the stairs and as I did there was a door opposite me that opened and two women called Cheryl and Donna came out of the door I'd never met them before and as they opened the door they said they were greeted by me before them and behind me I was backlit by golden light and I was wearing gold head to toe and they literally said to me Alicia you look like Jesus coming out of the sky like and we had a, we had a really like funny moment laughing about it and at the time I leaned in as well I'm a bit of a joker I was like yeah yeah God is a woman like I was kind of you know leaning in and having a bit of a laugh about it and then we went into the coaching session in the retreat we were doing various things with Haley, and she said I want you to all share with a woman in this space what's something you've noticed about them you've only just met them what is something share something with someone that you feel called to that you've noticed and then it came around to Cheryl and she was one of the ladies that saw me coming out of that door and she said Alicia I know we joked on the stairs I'm going to be honest but I have never seen a woman in such her ethereal light like you honestly radiate leadership you radiate godlike energy you radiate that ethereal she is so confident and sure of herself and the minute she said it, it dropped. And I went, I am the highest version of me now. I am. Like, And I'd been on a beautiful journey, uh, Steph. Oh, it makes me emotional saying it. Mm. From January to May of 
clearing out of some clients, changing some structures of my offers, my messaging, even the way I was teaching. And I felt so much more happy and grounded. And it was just that full circle moment of what happened in Costa Rica to what then happened in May for me to embrace this golden light and this energy. And it's something that's really special to me. In fact, whenever I talk generally, if I'm doing a talk on a guest program, even at the yoga show on the weekend, the light came flooding in through the window at the top. And light is such a good sign for me. It's like whenever I'm channeling and I'm in my energy, boom, like light comes onto me like a normally the sun. And it just feels really juicy. So that's what Costa Rica did. I mean, very profound, but that's huge. It was, there was so much more that I could talk about. We could do a whole podcast on Costa Rica alone, but they're the main things that I would like to share about that. And then that softness and that flow in my leadership. I think that it was more being sure of myself as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that sometimes I've in the past attached being loud and shouting about it to, I know my stuff versus sometimes leaning into that calmer, softer energy. And as I'm sure you can tell from this podcast, I am an energetic person. Like, and Steph will vouch for this. This is just me. But I'd love to tell you that I'm performing for the podcast. I'm not. This is literally what I'm like 24-7 most of the time. But I've really felt this sense of, I guess, almost what's the word I'm looking for? Like this real sense of, I know who I am now. Like I really know who I am at the core. I know what I want. I know my worth. I know my value. I don't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. And I think that's where that real solid leadership and that softness comes from. Hmm. I felt really emotional as you were sharing that too, because I remember the moment, I have a magic moment actually from I think it was that breathwork or another breathwork, which I'm going to share in a moment. But when you came out of the breathwork that you're talking about, I'm pretty sure you said you literally look like Jesus coming out the sky. Like those were your words that you used. So the fact that you've had that experience where your vision has literally come into life is so powerful. Yeah. Wow. And that often happens when we have these visions, when we have a vision board or a manifestation, when we are mentally playing out in our memory or sometimes in really deep practices like breathwork practices or different spiritual practices, we can get that visual and then time goes by months, sometimes it's years. And then we have that moment where we think, oh my gosh, I'm actually living the version that I was once dreaming about. I am her now. Mm -hmm. I am this woman. And that's really powerful. And I'm so happy that the retreat had that experience. I love that it is just that space away, that break that time to connect with other women and really go really freaking deep into the journey. And my magic moment from that experience was the day, sensual goddess day. So everyone was wearing red and we were doing a sensual, I was guiding you all through a sensual breathwork practice. And there was literally a moment, I can see it in my mind right now. I can see if I close my eyes, like I could be back there. I was guiding it and it was like, everybody just got in sync at the same time into this sensual breathwork and the breath was flowing. There were sighs, there were like pleasurable noises, hips were moving. And I remember looking at you and feeling like she's let go. She just let go and she's just in the moment and in her body and in the pleasure. And it literally just brought such a smile to my face because you were like in this beautiful red flowing sensual outfit. And I just was so grateful for being able to guide you, but seeing you in your own process. So I had to share that. Oh, I love the retreat so much. I get so excited talking about it and emotional because it's so 
so powerful powerful. yeah and I got so much more than I expected from that and like that's me being a friend and someone that knows Steph right like that's not because I didn't expect big things but I think that you know what I wanted to come away feeling was more connected meeting people having a rest and a recharge creating space but I came away with that very profound realization and connection to my mission and what I wanted to do Hey there, I hope that you're enjoying this juicy episode. If you are, then make sure to check out all of the details on my Wild and Free retreat. Wild and Free is a five-night transformational experience of sisterhood, somatic healing, liberation, and where you reclaim your feminine power, release a lifetime of shame and suppressed emotions, and step into the most authentic, embodied, and badass you. This is your remembering and rebirth, where you'll experience a death of your ego and a connection to your true self, your power, and your purpose in this time-collapsing experience. To get all of the details, head to the show notes for more how the evolution came as I evolved and that happened actually that same May moment that I described to you with me coming down and that full circle it was at that very retreat that I changed my brand name and it just feels so powerful because each time I've immersed myself in a retreat experience this year I've got something different you know I've just come back from Bali from a retreat and it's been so healing because you know I've been going through another chapter of my life and business right now where I've been under a lot of stress and you know I know Steph resonates with this too and and there's some things we spoke about offline but like I've had some hair loss I've had if issues with my periods my cycle I've not been sleeping and, and there's been a lot of things that have been going on in the background that physically just you know have been really red flags for my body so this barley retreat was so healing but in a totally different way so honestly if you're thinking about retreats like do not hesitate there's always so much that I take away from them and I mean especially Steph and Costa Rica like honestly Steph before I came to Costa Rica Bali was my favorite place in the world but now Costa Rica is my number one like I cannot wait to go back to Costa Rica so yeah I love it yeah see you there in January hopefully yeah be there in in January is such the vibe guys in the UK especially in the winter Christmas is over January blues ain't no need for that when you're in Costa Rica with Stephanie so yeah it's it's the vibe honestly I've never been away in January before and a bit of winter sun is definitely me oh wow yeah Yeah. end of January specifically and it's very intentional why I host my retreats in Costa Rica at that time of year Main reason being that that was when I attended my first ever retreat in Costa Rica in January. And that completely, the retreat experience itself wasn't the thing that changed my life, but it was that first domino Mm. of the series that needed to fall to allow everything to unfold. And that's the power that these experiences can have. Sometimes you walk away and you're like, especially with my retreats, (laughs) you walk away and you're like, I literally am a different person, but I'm more myself than I've ever been. And I feel so much love for myself. And sometimes it's the integration process from the retreat when you get back home and when you start to make the shifts that things unfold and the power of doing it in a January is just amazing. So yeah, if you're in this part of the world, get out of winter in January and it will change you. So everyone's invited to the Wild and Free Retreat in January. I'd love to talk now. Let's move it into this year. How would you summarize this year? Three to five words. What words would you use to start? Unhinged and chaotic. <laughs> that was quick. I knew. I knew straight away. I knew because it's been a fucking crazy year. No, but all jokes aside, there has been a lot of heaviness this year and a lot of changes and things that have been very difficult to navigate. But also there has been really, you know, I've shared some of them already in this podcast episode. There's been some really key moments of discovery, right? Of like self-discovery, mm-hmm. of that connection to the business and brand and the elevation of that 
I am the highest version of me now. So there's been magic amongst the chaos. But yeah, there's been a lot happening for me. Do you want me to dive in and share some stuff? Please. Yeah, Yeah, dive right in. So I remember very specifically being with Steph in Costa Rica, in fact, going through this transformation. And of course, the universe loves to stick a challenge on your plate when you're in a deep zone. And at the time, we had not long found out before I came to Costa Rica that the flat that me and my partner were living in was going up for repossession because our lovely landlord had not paid his bills. And there was a lot playing out around that whilst I was away. So I was navigating some quite difficult conversations with my partner when I was away about what we need to do with that. He was also very sick himself, bless his heart, and you know was, was really not well. So there was a lot of things that were happening that faced in January and played out for a few more months after because we had you know quite short notice. We had about two months to try and find somewhere to live. And of course, there was a good two weeks at the start of the year that I then couldn't look for any property because I was in Costa Rica. And then I got back and then it was suddenly, okay, six weeks now until we've got to be out of our property. What are we doing? And we were looking everywhere. We were trying to look locally. We were viewing places. And within literally hours, the places were going. Even if we put offers on, there were six to 12 people offering per property. Like the property market just went mad in London because that's where we were living, right? East London. And we got to this point where it was just feeling too pressured. And we were even looking at Airbnbs, family, different options, but it wasn't feeling aligned. And then one of my incredible friends, my earth angel, Sharon, said to me, Alicia, I've got a two bed flat, two bath. I know it's not exactly huge, but I, you know, she's looked after our cat before as well, right? So she was like, I know the cat, the cat knows me. I love you guys. I'm more than happy to put you guys up for a bit to help you out. And at first my ego was like, no, I'm going to be fine. It's okay. Thanks Sharon, much love. And then me and Muntase spoke about it and he was like, actually, yeah, that, that, that would be a good option for us. Why don't we look at it? So we did. And we ended up staying with her for about, it was about six weeks in total, but it was through that process, Steph. And I think this is a big thing that's helped me move from hustle as well into flow is that we kind of realized that we were only staying in East London because of a his work being not too nearby and then the other reason that we were staying was because I've just been there for years like I moved there with an ex-boyfriend years ago I've been there I've kind of had my routine at the gym and things but actually my friends had moved away and I didn't really have anything there anymore and it was a concrete jungle so I kind of thought to myself do you know what this new area that we live in why don't we explore it and we did and we fell in love with a beautiful little place called Ware which is where we've moved to now and there's a river there's countryside parks like there's just this really beautiful community feel and I remember going on the first weekend that I was here to this lovely yogi cafe that does juices and pilates classes and moon workshops and I had a conversation with the woman in there and she was like oh we'd love to do some workshops with you and I thought do you know what this is what I want like I want a community like this I want to live somewhere that inspires me and somewhere that's amazing so yeah fast forward to May of this year and we found the property that we're in now how weird actually I've just realized January was when Costa Rica happened May was when Scotland happened with that moment and we had this in May right from the so yeah wow full circle sorry just an epiphany there so that all kind of came about and that was happening and at the same time through those five to six months of the year I came to Costa Rica having 25k recurring cash in my business by the time I left Costa Rica it was down to I think 9k and by the way that was not the Costa Rica effect but it was just whilst I was there I had people fall off of contract things that came to a close and I came back and things started to dwindle and at the time it was very scary in business I can't lie but as I look back now I know what it was it was a recalibration because I'd signed quite a few people on these contracts and these programs that really came to me from their victimhood wanting me to save them and me people pleasing wanting to save them too and thinking I could right so there was this real sense of recalibration but of course my earnings went down 
I then spent a few months of continuing to, to do well in business, but each month felt like hustle. It did. You know, I remember even saying to my coach, it feels like I'm go, go, go again. It feels like I'm having to be cash to cash each month rather than building up that consistent, juicy recurring. So you've got this time period from the beginning of the year to the summer where my income is inconsistent. It's up and down. I've got things happening in my business, clients acting out of integrity, contracts ending. I even had somebody ghost me. There's all these things that have happened. I had my home taken away from me. We're sleeping on an airbed, uh, friends with my cat and my partner and all of our stuff in storage. And, you know, that unsafety really that was there at the time. So then moving to a new area and on the day that we moved into this house, I fell over and I sprained my ankle and tore two of my free cruciate ligaments and was then out of action physically. So I've built this really great routine and then suddenly wasn't able to exercise and still I'm only able to do light impact work still now because of the injury and the, the nature of it. So all these things happened. And in the meanwhile, I was having issues with my, with, with my friendships, my relationships, my family even. Like there's been so many things that have happened in this last six, seven, eight, nine months and it's just like wow there's been a lot right but as I said at the same time there's been so much beauty there's been that coming together now of like the absolute caliber of client like I've got some incredible women in my world now that are either brand new and have come in in the last six months or those clients that have been with me a year two years two and a half years that are just absolute leaders yeah that always show up and do the work that are investing and recommitting and doing all the things so there's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot that I've spoken about there and mentioned there. But at the same time, I'm very grateful for the path I've been on and this journey because it's taught me a lot about myself. And I know as well, I knew this anyway, Steph, but I've learned even more so through this process that I am strong and that I am super resilient and that I really do believe that God doesn't give anybody that anything they can't handle. Right. I really do mm. believe that. But at the same time, it's been humbling again to ask for help, you know, to be able to turn to, and especially you, you've been, and I just want to say thank you. You've been the most incredible friend to me and I'm so grateful for you. So thank you for mm. everything that you've been there for me through because I, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without you in my life. Mm. I really wouldn't. So I'm grateful for you Steph I'm grateful for my earth angels my support therapy coaches you know the different things that I've turned to at points when I've needed to and I'm yeah just so grateful for that because asking for help before I didn't do that when I was in my go 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 right back in the day at the bank I just let myself go until I fell over whereas now I am not scared to ask for help or share and that's been very powerful as well because you know what they say hey that's saying problem shared is a problem half so being able to have sounding boards and talk things out and share things has been really healthy and has enabled me to be where I am now Thank you for sharing all of that, Alicia. And first of all, you know how much I love you. And I, oh my gosh, would not have survived these last few months either if it were not for you. I love how the challenges of this year have really brought you and I closer than we ever have been, right? Like we literally are voice noting every single day. Like we literally, 10 to day we talk, don't we? Like when we came on camera today, I was like, it's nice to actually see you because I talk to you every day, but now we're seeing each other and it's amazing. But yeah, we've become really close, haven't we? So it's beautiful mm. because we've always had a good connection. But it's interesting that both of us, we're both Pisces, we're similar age. We have been going through a lot, although different things. And mm. it's been beautiful because we've been able to support each other. So yeah, I'm super mm. grateful for you. Thank you. You're, you're always welcome, babes. I'm always here. You know that. I know. I love it so much. I'm so grateful for you, honestly. Oh, these kind of friendships are so important in life. And thank you for sharing little tidbits of what you've mm. been through. You have been through so much. And as humans, we have our relationships, our career, our work, you know, our, our homes that we live in. And 
you've had uncertainty really in every sort of area of life. And those are the most stressful pieces when we have disruption really put us into this state of chaos. And I have witnessed and seen you going through this in every area of life. So you are fucking strong. You are such a badass. And I'm really even inspired to see how you've navigated through this and also your mindset and your approach of that it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. I can get through this. This is all for some bigger purpose and just trusting the journey and the process, even when it fucking sucks and is so shit. And is like, I don't want this. I don't wish this on someone else, but you've navigated it with such grace and compassion. And I really am inspired to see all of that. And obviously resonate deeply also having gone through, like you said, different things, but chaos as well over the last few months. And I think this just touches on what is most important, I think for everybody is that support because we're Mm -hmm. not the only people who've been through shit this year. And in my world, it was very much relationship pieces for me, which obviously impacted my business Mm -hmm. and the way I was showing up and really reevaluating every single thing in my life. But we have to do this with support. Life becomes so much more challenging when we adopt that lone wolf or so many of us are in that approach. So what are, aside from me, obviously I'm joking, the support of people <laughs> like me. you, it's all about me. No, no joking. But what are some other pieces you mentioned therapy, coaching, what has been, yeah. is that a piece of like a mindset or something that you have been repeating over in your mind? Like what has been the pieces or the, the things that have helped you really navigate? Oh, it's such a good question because I'm very much going to go in the moment on this, Steph, because I've not had time to think about it. But I think that the number one thing it comes back to for me, you've said it already about me, is that I've always believed it's happening for me, not to me. And even in the moments where it's felt very, woe is me, and I have my little bitch fit and I cry about it and then I get over it, I remind myself that it's part of that greater plan. It's part of God's greater plan. It's part of that that plan of, of what's meant for me. And what I always come back to, and it's such a beautiful sentiment that's never passed me by, is that we all have so much evidence of abundance around us and so much to be grateful for right and some people that could be listening to this right now that are going through a hell of a time could be thinking oh come on Alicia shut up but it's true like even if I was sitting here right now and I haven't by the way I've had a great day but let's imagine I've had a shocking day today I could still be sitting here now saying I'm really grateful that I'm here using my voice and sharing my message because I get to inspire and support somebody else I'm grateful that Steph invited me onto her platform I'm grateful for the internet that's enabling me to speak to her across the world right now like I'm in London and she's in Canada and we're having this conversation I'm grateful for the heating in my home I'm warm yeah I've got food in my fridge I've got light in the light above me like I have got so much that proves to me that I'm innately abundant so even at times Steph when I've not felt safe this year yeah because as you described earlier right my Maslow's hierarchy of needs has been every element of my life at times that I've not had the consistency and stability in I've always felt safe in me like the best home of all is me it's my body it's my mind it's my heart it's who I am at the core and the power of my mind of your mind is so strong it is and to be able to come back to that notion of it happening for you and to always anchor yourself in gratitude is really powerful because what I used to do and again this was a bit of a learned behavior was think well there's always someone worse off than me and the problem with that thought process and this is my opinion right so I'm just going to put this out there is that you're minimizing 
minimizing your problems, you're basically saying that yours don't matter because there's someone out there that's worse off. And of course, that is the reality, right? There are people, there's dying children starving, you know, as we record this podcast now, we've got Palestine and Israel, you know, the things that are happening in the world are very true. But that still does not minimize or take away from the things that you are feeling and thinking, right? Like everybody's thoughts and feelings are valid, they really are. So I would say, Steph, if I was to summarize, that's it. It's been coming back to that notion of for me, not to me and anchoring myself in gratitude and a life of abundance, no matter what. Yeah. So powerful. And I love that gratitude rampage there. That's such a great way <laughs> of doing it. You can be like, I'm grateful for my fingernails. I'm grateful to have all 10 fingers. I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for my lungs that allow me to breathe and to speak, mm-hmm. especially I had a really stuffy nose last week when I was recording podcasts. I'm so grateful that I can breathe easily and don't have to blow my nose 17 times throughout this recording. It's the small things that really have such a big difference. And when we can choose to focus on those, we start to rewire the way our mind works to look for those glimmers and those pieces of gratitude versus where things are going wrong because there's always shit happening there's always things we can't control and so much going on in the world all we can control is ourselves all we can control is how we feel and things that we're doing in our life last thing is there anything to wrap this up that you haven't shared that you really want to touch on and then I have a couple of questions to ask you that I love to ask every guest yeah I think that I mean it's been the overall theme really but I think it's something I would like to say and voice out loud is that never underestimate the power of you right and know that you do have everything that you need within you you know I've had some really powerful conversations just this weekend and I spoke to a beautiful woman that shared with me she spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on healers on shamans on on therapists coaches and she said something to me quite profound and she was like I've just realized that all along I had everything I needed within me and I was like fuck that's it right you we all do and of course working with incredible coaches like myself and Steph we help to bring out the best in you we help to fast track that timeline we're there with the tools and the things to support you but ultimately what I want you to know is how powerful you are like that's the message that I've got to share right now and that's what's coming through me is that you are so much more powerful than you've probably even discovered I truly believe Steph I'm going to be honest with you I think unless you are a conscious awoken woman that's in the work like we are right now you're scratching the surface I think that there's so many more women that are still to be awakened and connected to the power of them and that's just something that I wanted to share Mm, I completely agree and what's really fascinating is that more women are afraid of their own power than they are um, of failure most women actually don't fear failure they fear success Mm -hmm. and they fear their own fire and their own power and their own voice so thank you for sharing that and one final thing I wanted to touch on we're really good at bypassing our own experience. We're really good at bypassing our own feelings and that doesn't serve anyone. It just keeps us in that pain and shame cycle. So acknowledging where we're at, knowing that it's okay to be where we are and be with the pain and move through it. Just because someone has it worse than you, it doesn't mean that your experience isn't valid because it's all relative at the end of the day. So if you bypass yourself, stop doing that. Please respectfully don't do that. So finally, Alicia, thank you so much for being here and for sharing so openly, so unfiltered and so vulnerably. I would love to wrap up by asking you three questions. Number one, what are you celebrating in life right now? I, do you know what? I am celebrating, oh oh my God, there's so much. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) Wait, 
I am celebrating. I'm just going to go for the big one. I'm celebrating being in the best place I've been in in a long time, especially in my business and connected to this. Like I was just reflecting earlier before coming on this call, Steph, I was in Voxer where my clients chat with me and there's so many wins popping off right now. People are just all engaging and vibing and I just feel really content. Like all my spaces and my people, like they feel like my people now, you know, I've had a real time of turbulence of in and out and things that have shifted and changed. So I'm celebrating because I feel like my people are in my world right now and I'm very grateful for those people and they're all winning which just Mm. yeah their wins make me happier than my wins so that that feels really beautiful oh I'm celebrating with you right now so grateful that you're at that place number two what is bringing you pleasure right now oh (laughs) well what's do you know what's bringing me pleasure actually is that now that the weather's changed a little bit like don't get me wrong I'm a sun worshiper like I literally think I'm solar powered I do however since coming back and coming into the cold what's really giving me pleasure is I'm actually enjoying more my hot drink in the morning like I had my cacao this morning and there's just something different about having a hot beverage in the cold I know that sounds really strange but like just the whole experience of it like how it feels in your hands when you taste it like the warmth of it like I'm really getting pleasure out of my morning routine. Now it's turned more autumnal winter vibes in in the UK. So yeah, that's something Mm. right now. I love it. And cacao. Oh, I need to go and have a cacao. I didn't have mine yet. And it brings me so much pleasure. I love it. And finally, if there's one thing that you could share with all women in the world that they could experience or know, what would that be? That the power is you, right? Like that you have everything that you need within you and something downloaded to me Steph as you were saying about not minimizing you and making sure that you know you're you're being true with yourself and like you know there's no shortcuts and when you said that what came to my mind was there's no shortcut on the journey to you like there's no shortcut on the journey to becoming the truest, most aligned version of yourself because you can try and cut corners. But if you do, it's going to come back to bite you. It will. Like if you really want to face in more deeply to who you truly are and step into alignment, then don't shortcut on the journey to you because you get to embrace every part of your journey and trust in that path. Yes, yeah, some paths might look rockier than others. It might take time, but trust and know that that journey and the gifts that come through it is going to be the most powerful thing. So the power mm. is you. I've already mm. said it now, but you have so much power. And I'm excited for you to tap into it even further as well and discover just how powerful you are, dear sister. Mm, Thank you, Alicia. And if you've loved this episode, let us know. Alicia, where can people find you and connect with you? Instagram, yes. If you can't see, I'm doing like peace signs at the moment. Buddhacy Arising, which is an interesting spelling, but I'm sure Steph will put it in the show notes. So yeah, at Buddhacy Arising on Instagram is where you will find me hanging out 99% of the time because I'm an Instagram babe. I'm also on other platforms though, like TikTok, Facebook, under the same name. You can find me pretty much anywhere. But yeah, Instagram's my main hangout, especially if you want to tap into that juicy free value add content that I share all the time, then that's where you find me. And I do have as well my own podcast, which is the memos of a millionaire podcast where I've been sharing my journey scaling from startup to seven figure business and talking about everything all the things right really good juicy things so yeah that's where you can find me hanging out and Stephanie thank you so much for having me I've loved this conversation time has flown by it's been so so juicy and there's been some real moments for me to think about and reflect on too so thank you I've loved having Mm. this space to yeah share my thoughts and be able to express with you so thank you for inviting me and Mm. I love you very much very proud of you and guys unfiltered femme it's a vibe you know listen to all of the podcast episodes if you think this was the best one you just got to keep listening to all of them and i will be back for more if you want yeah let's definitely know episode two of alicia may let's go 
my god I love you leave me a review leave me a rating on unfiltered fam and tell us how much you love this episode thank you but no seriously Alicia thank you for being here we will be diving more into an even more unfiltered unhinged chaotic incredible amazing episode I have no doubt but thank you for being here and for sharing I love how open you are and I love having you in my life so thanks for sharing yourself here and have a beautiful rest of your day everybody